Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan. We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you. We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics. Come join the conversation now. Today on the show, we have Apostle Jonathan Ferguson, and Jonathan Ferguson is a man who is helping to raise up people to really believe for their fullness of what they need in finances to do their calling and their destiny. And he's seeing miracle breakthroughs, Bob, where there's people who didn't come from money, didn't come from resource, and they're miraculously learning through his own encounters. He's had actually angelic visitations and encounters. They're learning from his encounters. They're getting imparted to by his encounters, and they're seeing things happen. Like he has had like 40 people become millionaires over the last couple of years who've never had money before because of this. Now, it's not the traditional prosperity message. It's really something different where it's about the call of God. It's about the purpose of God being financed and resource. And I think this is super essential right now. But Jonathan is a family man. He's married and his role is really to raise up people in their fullness. And he's written over eight books and he has a lot of online programs. He's a sought after speaker. And we're going to hear from him up next. I love the prophetic and I love the office of a prophet. And I believe God's reestablishing it in our generation. And I believe that there's some guardrails that we could put up so that this could be a healthy reestablishment. And I wrote a book called Modern Prophets to help you in your business, your church, your ministry, your political office, to incorporate prophetic voices, to actually activate the office of the prophet within your organization. Or maybe you are a prophet or you're a prophetic voice and you know you need to understand how to be activated. And God wants to do this in very clear ways so that it's easy to understand and easy to have those guardrails those boundaries. After decades of moving in the prophetic, I wrote this as an instructional manual to help you. It'll help you to activate people in your community and in your midst. Even if you're the prophet, it's going to help you to activate the atmosphere around you to receive that gift and understand your gifting. So this book comes with a masterclass where you can actually have assignments and understanding to take you deeper. And I love how we film this. It's going to be so informational, but also impartational. Get the book, get the masterclass free now. Well, welcome back. We're here with Jonathan Ferguson. Jonathan, welcome. It's good to be here. Hey, we're so glad you're here. And just knowing your background of, um, this is part of your space, is to talk to people who are going after careers, people who are go- going after entrepreneurship, people who are making a difference in the world. But how did you get into that space? And I know you have the ministry titles, like you have this apostolic calling, you're an apostle. But how did you get into speaking to the people in the space? Because not all apostolic people do that. A lot of them stay very church-centric, church-focused, but you've really looked at the whole world and you're looking for a transformation. So I want to talk to you about just the beginning, the origin story. Well, it started actually in the, um, I almost said the pandemic, but it was the recession of 2008. Mm. It's kind of like a Genesis 26, Isaac redig the wells of his fathers. And he was in the middle of a famine. There were giants and there was fear and he was sowing. And the Bible says he, he reaped a hundredfold in that same year. And I was, I had been hearing about seed faith and I had been following uh, Benny Hinn and uh, Bill Winston and Jesse Duplantis. And I was broke. I came from an impoverished uh, family and I didn't have anything. I don't know. I still don't remember to this day where seed came from. But Second Corinthians chapter nine says he gives seed to the sword. And uh, some kind of way I had a thousand dollars. I didn't have a car. I did not have a house. Wow. And in the month of June in 2008, I gave my first thousand dollars to Benny Hinn Ministries. And a lady from Seattle, Washington, from the Philippines, wrote me a letter 
who I had met in 2007 after I gave that $1,000 seed. And I say seed because the Bible, uh, when when heaven looks at money, it sees seed or grain, according to 2 Corinthians 9. So your bread is what you live off of. Your seed is what you invest. And um, she sent me a letter and she said, God spoke to me to send you this money every month. And for two years, she sent me at least $1,000. And that's where the miracle started. And I knew that it was biblical and it was supernatural that if you give, Jesus said, give. And it will be given back to you. That's where I started. Well, it's interesting because I, I think of the Barnum report, Bob, that I just read. Sorry for talking over you there. Uh, the Barnum report that I just read about Christians are the most generous people on the earth. And they know how to receive because their generosity. Because when you learn how to give, that's when you learn how to receive. And that was according to a, you know, a sociology group in the church, which I thought was interesting. Go ahead, Bob. I was just going to say, Jonathan, the principle of sowing is so interesting to me because we talk to people about about the benefits of being generous and and nowhere you can't prove all the ways that God will reward the sower, but it it, it goes all across your whole life. And what I'm hearing you say is, you sowed that first thousand dollars, and then all of a sudden, God's blessing you into things that you could have never even hoped or imagined for. So how did that turn into like a career for you or like the, like a, the next step of that? Like, okay, here we are. I come from this. I've sown this. I'm getting money that's moving me forward. What was next? So it kind of starts before that. So I had a visitation. I was taken out of my body wow. um, in 2006 and I went to heaven and I was shown one of heaven's uh, numbering systems. It was like this chart and there was a guy that I was familiar with. He was there. And I saw his numbering system and I saw mine. And without opening my mouth, I thought in my heart and I said, my number is higher than his. And the angel answered me. And the message of heaven was heaven doesn't count the way you count. Mm-hmm. And I went back in my body. Uh, the experience was dramatic. I saw myself while I was floating out of my body. I went through my ceiling. I went into the stars and I shot up and I was instantly in heaven. But when the angel answered, I was instantly back in my body. So I knew that God was teaching me something about heaven's accounting. So uh, leading up to that point, I began to hear sermons about seed faith. And then after the lady, so it started with the lady who sent the letter, right, that I talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. And I would begin to counsel her. Her husband had a construction business and she had like a nursing home and she had like a couple of homes. And God would just speak to me. He would say, tell her she's going to get another home. And that thousand dollars, she would send more, and then she would send more because God kept blessing her with more. Wow! And then it, God had me tell people who were in uh, high school sports that they were going to the NFL, and then that happened, and then it turned wow. into. Eventually, I ended up ministering to Emmett Smith. He's like a Hall of Famer, and yeah. my wife became friends with his former wife at the time. And uh, God gave me a word for him, and and then it, it branched off into the White House. And I've been to the White House, and I kept meeting people of different influences. And God would tell me how to structure their business. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the prophetic prototype to uh, be able to not only speak into the business, especially when you don't have experience for it, but actually hear God's heart and, and mind for it. That must just be a profound moment. Can you tell us one of those stories when it really it made sense. Like, this is what I do now. Like God gives me words and strategies for people. And this is, I need to press into this. This is, uh, this is now my career. This is now my life. This is now my ministry. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it kept piling up. And then in 2012, I married and I was actually talking to a pastor who had an occupation as a doctor. So he was preaching, but his economy was the medical field. Mm-hmm. And he had heard about my ministry and I was talking to him on the phone. And while talking to him on the phone, I heard my wife like scream out and she was speaking in tongues. And it wasn't like a startling, urgent scream. It was something holy about it. And she was on the other side of our apartment at the time we lived in the apartment. And she was on the other side of the apartment, but he couldn't hear her. It was, a, I, I heard it, but at the same time, he started speaking in tongues on the phone. Wow. And the Lord told me an angel is in your home. So when my wife came out, she was visited by an angel of finance. And then mm-hmm. after that, there was an angel that said he was over accounting. And then there was an angel of wealth. And then it just kind of, kind of like a, a work history. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just following God. And then when I look back, I realized that miracles were happening. Well, at this time, he had checks from the medical field that were held up. And he was telling me on the phone, I would like you to come preach, but I don't think, you know, my church is ready. We're, we're in the middle of renovations and I can't pay for it. The next day, the money that was held up in the medical field was released after the angel wow. visited our home. And then I realized this is, this is very significant. So I'm going to lean into it. Yeah, this is, I, I love how practical God is. And a lot of times, you know, we hear, preaching and teaching about spiritual principles and biblical principles. But what you're talking about is this the, the practical that God comes and meets us for every day. And this is one of the most exciting things to me is when when God meets us in the practical ways like this. Dude, it's supernatural too. I mean, that's like, this is heavy yeah. duty supernatural. Do you think this that's is available to, like when you preach and you share this, does this become available to people? Does this feel like this is, it's not new at all. This is God's nature over the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Deuteronomy 818. This is not, but, but is this more accessible? You know what? In the last two years, I have the wildest stories. People who are either, they're high six figure earners. And I mean, 12 months ago, they were living with their parents or wow. they're millionaires. In the last 48 months, we've seen over five people become millionaires from nothing. Hmm. And, um, about 40 high six-figure earners, and they're, they're working with the government. They're doing tech they're in cybersecurity, and some of them are doing things that they never went to school for. And it started in 2018. There was an, another angel. I know I say that a lot, but an angel <laughs> came in the room while I was preaching and told me a specific individual, his first time in the meeting, he had never been there. It's his first time seeing me in person. So I point him out and the angel comes in the room and the angel tells me what industry he's in. He was in the trucking industry, how much money he was making. He was making about $40,000 a month. And then what was going to happen in his economy? And this sounds so unreal, but in less than 30 days, he became a first generation millionaire. Wow. And it started happening in our gatherings. Like another person became a millionaire and another person became a millionaire and somebody else contracted and we have so many testimonies of that because it's a usual thing i be, i believe acts 434 when it says that no one in the church was broke that's the ferguson translation but we've been seeing it we've been seeing it wow jonathan where do you think 
right now we've, we're dealing with recession, inflation, interest rates, all these things. Where do you see God taking the people that you're ministering to and, and you're seeing angels and listening to the Lord? What do you see happening? Well, I feel like it's the time to, um, I don't mean to sound King James, but possess the land. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard so many stories of people in 2008, they started their business or in yeah. economic downturn, even Warren Buffett, he started, I think he was collecting bottles or something in the middle of the depression. And I think it's time for the church or the people of God, the people of faith to realize that when the world is saying things are getting worse, that the light is shining on us, according to Isaiah chapter 60, and really uh, sees the moment. I believe God decreases the value so we can assume it and then he raises the value again. And that's yeah. what in Egypt. I have a testimony in my business. In my business in 2007 through 2010, we set sales and profit records. And when anybody would say back in those days, you know, it was like, oh, how's your business? And everybody was either going out of business or having problems. And, and I was like, well, God's put his hand on my business. I don't know why I'm not this smart. I never planned for it. I can't figure it out. Wow. But this is what happened. And I agree with you 100%. When, when the economy turns, this is a time for God to turn the heat up for, for his people. Yeah. But I want to I want to point out that in this time that we're in, I love that you're emerging, Jonathan, because in this time that we're in where people are asking, like, you know, they're afraid. A lot of Christians are afraid wow. over the economy. They're afraid over their investments, their retirement, they're afraid of their housing, they're afraid over, you name it, food security. I mean, they're afraid of it. And yet this is the kind of time that God raises up a supernatural theme, which all through the Bible of, I'm always providing for you and I always have more than enough for you. I always have, you know, I have enough to get the whole job done for Jesus to return. You don't have to be afraid. You're not going to be in lack. You're going to be in plenty. But a lot of people have twisted that into a false prosperity message. So people are sometimes afraid of it. But I love that you're emerging and seeing in this time, like when we're in this much economic instability, that you're seeing angels, that you're that you're having angelic visitations or supernatural visitations, because it's going to take the supernatural to build the kingdom of God, to build revival. So I think it's so, I think it's so interesting. Talk to us about, you know, in the sense of you got married in 2012, it sounds like, and then you guys moved into even more ministry of of this sort. Talk to us about because you travel all the time. What does it feel like when you're traveling out there and you're sharing this in this kind of like post-pandemic fear-based culture? Does it take a while for people to go, I believe you? Or is it like there's faith in the encounter that causes people to like snap Mm -hmm. into that reality? Well, I think you is exactly what you just said. There is a faith in the encounter, the witness of that moment. And I think, you know, when Jesus said you receive power, after the Holy Ghost comes on you. And then the, the important part was after mm-hmm. that statement uh, was just as important as receiving the Holy Spirit. And, and he said, to be my witness, to have to be an eyewitness of an yeah. account of what God had done. I think that's more important. I think that's what we're kind of lacking. And I think, and that's what I love about this show. Um, and you all briefing me about the story and the story is important. That what has God done in your life? Because People need that witness of what someone has been an eyewitness of. And I've seen these things and people who never thought God would move in their lives. They've seen these things happen. And I think when we share that, something that simple, that's such an anointing on a story that's mm-hmm. God inclusive. 
that when we share something that we've experienced in God, something happens in the atmosphere, something happens, the heavens respond to that. And God gets behind that. And the word testimony means God will do again in the original language. So and yeah. you know, Revelations 19 and, and 10, I think it's 19 and 10, this the testimony of Jesus is the spirit yeah. of prophecy. So a prophetic anointing comes on what we share for God to do again what he's already done. And I think that's what's been happening. When people hear it, you know, faith comes by hearing. Something happens in their heart and that window of opportunity opens for them to, uh, like Jesus said, sometimes you have to take it by force. Yeah, and I think for, you know, Bob and I, we've been hosting this show for quite a while. And what's interesting is a lot of people when they're pursuing entrepreneurship or starting a business or starting a new career path, and they're trying to do it with God, not for God, but they're trying to do it with God. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're so isolated because they're working so hard. They're working 80 hour weeks to get it off the ground. They're, they're not around certain things like this kind of language that you're using today. And it resounds or resonates inside of them. But it's like you have to kind of be in the atmosphere of it, even over a podcast like this or a vodcast. Like sometimes you hear something that causes you to have that faith comes by hearing moment. We're like, okay, there it is. Like I, even though our P&L isn't, matching right now your losses are more than profits the whole thing like i just heard i just heard something and what jonathan said that gives me faith mm-hmm. and i i feel like i feel like it is it's christians were made to be catalytic and so like when you have a high level encounter like what you're talking about that's impartable it really does bring an added dimension and so i'm so glad god's raising you up in that context because there's not many people who go after especially finances or marketplace out of a place of encounter. Most people go after it, go out, out of a place of principle. Here's the five steps where you wow. can, you know, win versus like Jesus is on, you know, coming back for his bride and we have to make her ready. And there's resources that make that happen for every revival. That it takes millions of dollars to create revival. Like the Jesus people movement back in the seventies, it probably, if you quantify it, it'd be over $150 million. It could be close to a billion dollars for how many people to get saved, maybe 37 million people worldwide who got saved where did that money come to and how was it distributed and who had faith for it? And so I'm on this end saying, I'm going to have faith for the resources that it's going to take to bring about the fullness of Jesus's, you know, calling and his destiny on the earth. And if I'm living with a half mindset, or if I don't live out of a place of encounter, then I'm only going to get what my human effort can make. So I really love what you're sharing because it really does ignite people to say, you know, what is available? Like if I have this destiny, what are the resources that I need to do this destiny? And that takes it out of that weird prosperity thing of like, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car and takes it into like, what do you need to do to be that creative person or to be that musician or to be that entrepreneur, that tech guy? What are the the people, you know, team that you need, the social equity you need? What's the, the capital you need? What's the creativity you need? What's the technology you need? And it puts it in that mode of like, wait a minute, I got to actually believe for God for so much to stand in faith for this destiny. I'm going to need these resources. And I think it's so helpful for you to share this. So I just wanted to say that. I don't know if you have anything to respond to that, but I just think it's so interesting to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. When you're talking, it comes to mind of uh, Joshua chapter one. He said, I will I will make your way prosper, yeah. which means it, it meant he had to do something. He had to move. And I think the false prosperity message is if you give an offering, then it's going to just drop out of the sky. But I've never seen God move for someone who was not moving. Right. In this arena. And um, using wisdom and editing, getting better, trying something, being willing to fail. I think failure is a part of success. And um, Elijah was a man, James chapter 5 says, and he he basically prayed and failed in prayer seven times. But then it mm-hmm. rained. And that's significant because the, the, the entire economy was agricultural. 
So he didn't just carry spirituality in his prayer. He carried an economy in his prayer. And when he prayed, a global economy changed. And I think we have that same power. I believe it with every fiber in my being. We have power to pray and not just see miracles, not just see angels, but see economies change. That's what Joseph did. I love that. James 1, 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask for it. But if you back up in the scriptures to verse 2 and 4, it's like, count it all blessings when you go through fiery trials for the <laughs> faith. And, and this is the process when you said that you never see God move on people that aren't moving. People have to move and they've got to wait for the breakthrough. And I love your words, your your prophetic words are are supernatural marker for people who are moving. And I, I just, I, I love how you're talking about that. Wow, that's amazing. Well, tell us about what you're working on right now. Tell us about your current yeah. book and just how people can get a hold of you. Because I know more people need to get conditioned in their spiritual mind to be mm-hmm. able to see this, see what's available, see what God's doing. And you obviously had encounters that's opening up the mind of a generation to say, wow. here's what God wants to do. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple of things happening right now. Um, I'm focusing on something called Demonstrate. It's DemonstrateLive.com. It deals with the power of God and miracle signs and wonders, but it also deals with how prosperity is a power dimension. It's not the only side of it. You know, it's not the power of God bringing prosperity is not all it takes to see prosperity. There's a part we play, but it does deal with the spiritual part of it. And then we have free books online. I've written two books on wealth and prosperity. And I have teachings uh, available that are absolutely complimentary. And basically, I have a new teaching on finance every week that people can plug in. Mm -hmm. Well, Apostle Jonathan Ferguson, we're so glad you were here with us today and just that you shared your encounter. And it went went too fast. This is so good just to hear this. And I, I hope you'll come back with us sometime. This is a great interview. I loved it. Thank you again for having me. And this is amazing. It's amazing. Up next, final thoughts with Sean and Bob. I'm Sean Bowles, and I'm going to invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online, where you can attend a four-week class or an event every month. Plus, our back catalog is available to you as well on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice, and also a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with Him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to BowlesMinistries.com and clicking on the Academy button. Welcome back, Sean. That was such an interesting interview. I loved how the encounter-based approach that he's been going through, all these supernatural encounters he's had have been so amazing for people. Well, and he's kind of outside the box of what we normally talk about, too, because he's somebody who's had angels visit him, and he's had these encounters during recession, but he's had you know the proofs in the pudding. If you actually have the visitation plays out into fruitfulness, then it can be judged as a good encounter, especially if it's completely centered around Jesus. And I think he mentioned some people that, uh, you know, with prosperity message sometimes have been misunderstood or they misrepresented what kingdom prosperity is. It's not about everybody getting rich, but it's about people actually getting resourced for the plan of heaven in our lives right now. And it's a legacy plan of God. So I think it was really cool to hear from him. And I know his materials online and elsewhere take people a lot deeper into this. But I think God's releasing more and more encounters on the earth, Bob, that are helping people to understand what's available from God's heart, from God's Father's heart in heaven. Jesus started out Matthew 5 with this, the first sermon, like, you know, there's blessed are you. And he talked about being blessed in different ways when you're, you know, and he talked about resources, I think seven times when he did, you know, his first 
two chapters like Matthew 5 to 6 and 7, three chapters when he talks about the Sermon on the Mount. Well, uh, he was talking about these encounters, which reminded me of your best-selling book, Keys to Heaven's Economy, where you had an encounter with the angel minister of finance. And I, I just was thinking what synergy it was between that book and what he was saying. And I know you wrote that book, I think, 10 years ago, didn't you? Yeah, even a little bit more. It was like uh, 2005 or four. It's been a while. And yeah. so, but I wrote that book and it was interesting writing that book because it really, you know, a lot of people don't talk about heaven when it comes to our resources and finances here on earth. And that encounter actually changed the trajectory of my life. And I thought it was my own encounter for me. And I was encouraged by a group of theologians and believers to write it as a book. And it broke the internet for a minute. Like it was on a couple of those prophetic sites that give up words. And I, I just released it like before as a book that you could buy, I released it as articles and it, it would break their sites where their sites would go down because so many people were so hungry to hear about it. And again, it comes into us wanting to know, does God care about our finances? Does he care about the recessions that are going on? Does he care about world markets? Does he care? And he does. And he has an economy, and he has a minister of finance, and he has angels, and he has resources. He's he's the god of all the resources, and sometimes we don't think of him that way. It, it was great because you know I you know how much I love that book, and listening to Apostle Jonathan, I, I was reminded of the book and the synergy in it that that he was speaking about that, that I'd read you know, from your book. It was I thought it was a very interesting interview. Well, I think for those of you who are watching who are wondering, you know, how do I? How do I actually have that supernatural, you know, secret sauce on what I'm building with my career? It really comes from a life of listening. And almost every episode, we ask people how they hear from God or how they're yeah. listening to God for their career. And that is the secret sauce. You don't have to have an angel come to your room. But what we do all have in common is that we all have the internal voice of God where he lives inside of us and he speaks to us and nudges us and gives us intuition, instinct. What we talk about in our book, Wired to Hear, he helps us so much to navigate this world and I love that we could all have the same kinds of powerful results, even if we don't have the same level of powerful encounter. It doesn't matter because I've seen people who've had the still small voice of God where they're like, I think this is God, have the most abundant fruit because they said yes to move in faith. So it's not about the quality of the encounter. It's about the quality of the faith, walking something out after the encounter that matters. And I think that that's really important. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Well, thanks for being a part of Exploring the Marketplace. Consider helping us make the show by becoming a partner. Go to donate.bullsministries.com and select a one-time donation. Or better yet, become a monthly reoccurring partner. When you become a partner, it gives us a chance to sow back into your life with prayer resources and communications that are going to bless you. So thank you so much for being here. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace. With us, we have amazing resources for you on our website with free videos, take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear. We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. Become a partner or donate now to become part of our team. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time. 